Welcome! This is it. We have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose, your divine design, and what you are wired to do. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. Please subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to Girlfriend It so we can be in it together. All right, welcome. This is Patty Wyatt. I am your host today. And you're you're sitting around and you're realizing your kids are all grown up. And did you ever think that you're actually done parenting? Well, parents often assume that their job as a parent is complete when their children reach adulthood. Ha ha ha. Not going to happen. And today uh, we get to hear from Elise Fitzpatrick. Uh, she's the author of 23 books. We've had her on our show uh, prior. Uh, she has her master's degree in biblical counseling, and uh, she was just such a delight to talk to when she shared her empty nester uh, thoughts. And and her recent book has been uh, actually I'm going to have her share, but it's a book called Worthy. And Elise, in our last episode, we had you, we weren't able to uh, talk a little bit about, we said you had uh, 23 books, but hello, 23 books, uh, that's, that's kind of crazy. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your latest, and then we're going to get into, um, do you ever stop being a parent? Because that's another one of your books. Right. Thank you. And thank you, Patty, so much for the opportunity. Um, Over the last few years, I've written a couple of books about women, and the first one actually that I wrote that was particularly about women is a book called uh, Worthy, Celebrating the Value of Women, and my co-author Eric Shoemaker and I just basically went through the Bible beginning at the book of Genesis all the way through to the book of Revelation, and looked for places where the Bible highlighted uh, the importance of women in uh, redemption's narrative. So starting at the very beginning with Eve, which of course, when we think Eve, we generally just think about, okay, she's the she's the one with the fruit. Um, yeah. But instead of just looking at her in that way, then beginning to see that she's the first person after the fall into sin to uh, profess faith in the Lord, mm. which is which is shocking. So anyway, beginning there in Genesis and proceeding all the way through to the book of Revelation and talking about how important women are in redemption's storyline. So we did that. And then the book that we wrote after that, uh, which is called Jesus and Gender, Living as Sisters and Brothers in Christ, we said, okay, if all of this is true about how important women are and how they are to be celebrated because they are created in the image of God and used by God, then so what? How does that play out in our daily lives? And so we decided then to write a book about how that would play out. Okay. Those two books were really books that came out of my desire to say, all right, as a woman, what does it mean that my life has value? But then so many of us have 
uh, really found our value in parenting and, you know, and it's a, being a parent is a wonderful thing. I have three kids and six grandchildren and I'm very happy about it, but my value, my identity is not completely wrapped up in being a parent. Now, having said that, I wrote a book with a with a different pastor whose name is Jim Newheiser. I wrote a book entitled You Never Stop Being a Parent, Thriving in Relationship with Your Adult Children. And that book we wrote because we wanted parents who were coming to us saying, I've got a 25-year-old son who is doing this. I have a 28-year-old daughter who is asking this of us. How do I respond? And so what we wanted to do was then to help parents know how to love, how to serve their uh, children, and yet how to maybe make uh, construct walls or barriers to uh, wrongly helping them, how to know when to rightly help them, and then also to know that even though they've walked out of the house, that doesn't mean that I'm ever going to really be free from being their parent. So what does that look like as a, you know, as a 60-year-old person who has children who are adults and who are asking us to do certain things, what does that look like? So what does that look like, Elise? Yeah. Especially, like you said, when they're coming to you and they've returned home to live, we've, we've been seeing that with our economy um, yeah. and even with, with COVID that we are in a season that we've, we're discovering, wow, our adult child, they've launched into adulthood, and yet we're still kind of parenting them. Yeah, yeah. And and that is definitely something that's going on now. But I'll say to you that um, every one of our adult children at some point has moved back in with us. And so mm -hmm. we need to have ground rules for what that looks like. First of all, ground rules for us that even though they are uh, adults and have moved back in, that doesn't mean now that the relationship goes back to being, okay, I'm, I'm the mom and I tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that has to change. On the other hand, it can't just be a free for all. Because they are they are now adults, and so then I have to I have to make ground rules, you know. So, what are the kinds of things that I would want them to do? I would expect them to be productive. So maybe they're moving. They moved in during the pandemic, or maybe they've moved in because they've graduated from college, but now they're having difficulty finding the right job. So I would expect them to be productive. And in the things that I'm going to say, what I want to what I want to make clear is these are things we we set out before they actually move in. So before they move in, let them know, hey, you know, I 
your your parents' home is a place where you're always welcome and you will be welcome here. But here are the ground rules because we're going to treat you as an adult. And so we expect you to act as an adult. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times parents will just say, oh, well, you know, they're having a really rough time. I'm just going to let them move in. Well, you know, we need to we need to treat them we need to treat them as adults. So we want them to be productive. And in part, what that means is, um, you know, you're going to be looking for a job. If you don't have one, you're going to be helping around the house. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the house elf (laughs) who's who's going to be picking up after you. And these things are, are going to be set up you know, beforehand, there's going to be certain things that we're going to expect. We expect them to be financially responsible as much as they can be. So maybe they've moved in because they've lost their job or whatever. So you give them some some space to figure it out, you know, and and give them some space to rest. But then you make it very clear to them before they move in that, okay, you know, within X number of weeks, we will expect you to be financially responsible. And if you're going to live here to help us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they're young, I'm happy to, I'm happy to foot the bill. Well, I'm going to rephrase that. When they're young, I foot the bill. Yeah. <laughs> but when they're older, um, you know, they, they need to be financially responsible and foot their own bill as much as they can. Uh, we expect them to uh, live according to our moral standards. So whatever that is, you know, for some of us, that means a certain thing. For others, that means something else. So we expect them to live that way. But that's all got to be set up before they move in. And then we don't micromanage. Mm -hmm. And Patty, that's the hardest thing, right? It's like looking at them and saying, "Um, okay, it's 1115 and you said you'd be out doing whatever by 11. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But here's the reality. We never never get over being their parent. We never stop being their parent. We just have to learn and really have to learn how to finesse, and this is very nuanced, what it means to to help uh, our adult children. So, for instance, if you've got a child who's, you know, just gone through a really terrible divorce, um, you need to give that child space mm. to to process through what he or she has gone through. But then also to say that at some point you expect them and certainly the more difficult the the problems are, the longer space that they should have. But you expect them to do certain things. You know, you would you would expect them to to respect you. Mm -hmm. And if they have a certain lifestyle that you disagree with. That, okay, so that's your lifestyle, but you're not going to have that lifestyle here in our home. And that's okay. 
for us to say. Now, that doesn't mean that let's say that we have that they have friends that we, you know, maybe disapprove of, that we won't welcome them into our home. We just ask them not to act in certain ways when they're in our home. Mm -hmm. And that's all good. Yeah. So let's let's go back on that micromanage and yeah, being the house elf. So now you have (laughs) (laughs) you have that child, that adult child back in your home and you set up those ground rules. You're you're trying to treat them as adults. Mm -hmm. They are being financially responsible, but they're not being a good roommate. You know, it's, 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 you have a, you have a bathroom that is available to all your guests as well. And it's completely Mm -hmm. turned upside down. Can you tell I'm talking from? (laughs) Yes, actually. I was thinking, oh, (laughs) Patty's talking from experience here. I have a friend, I have a friend whose daughter is not Uh, keep the room clean and the bathroom clean and uh you know you don't want to be the nag and yet it it is your house they are living under your roof it is their bathroom and their bedroom and yet okay but one of those rooms is being shared where now you're having a party and you would like it to be clean for the yeah so so how do you you know choose your battles on this Yeah. And that's the deal. You know, is this a hill you want to die on? Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I would just in in a case like that, if I know that I have a party coming up in two days and I want that bathroom to be clean, then two days beforehand, I'm going to say, hey, we have a party coming up. And would you would you be willing to just make sure that everything's tidy before people get here? And then if they don't, then you do what you have to do. But then I I would recommend that you have like weekly or maybe um, bi-weekly conversations where you sit down and you talk about, okay, how are we doing as roommates right now? Because the relationship's changed and it's no longer my responsibility to clean up after you. So mm-hmm. then at that conversation say, you know, I asked you to do this in the bathroom and you didn't get it done, which meant that when I had guests coming over, I had to do it. And I want you to know that I think that's disrespectful. But, you know, maybe one of the things you could do is a person could do with a with a child who was messing up a bathroom is to is to buy a basket. And say, here, I'm giving this basket to you. And I'm, you know, maybe a little basket that you can get at Target. And I'm asking you to put all your stuff in it and just take it into your room and have your room door closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a person came up with <laughs> just hiring a house and you're going to mm-hmm. pay. You're going to pay. You have the finances and now this is this is what we're going to have, have happen. Mm -hmm. But, but then that's a straw. There's a part of you that that's growing up in a different fashion of you don't just pay for things to be done. Like you also want to 
create good habits. And so anyway, there's just struggles sometimes with your decisions where you're going, okay, now you're just saying, oh, we just pay to have that done. And oh, you just, so yeah, it's, it's crazy dealing with um, adult children. It's very difficult. Don't always see it the same way. Right. Right. And there has to be, and maybe, you know, before the person would move back in or whatever, you have a meeting and even perhaps something like a a little contract, if you will, that you write up and you say, okay, these are the things you're going to be responsible for. These are the things I'm responsible for. And these are the consequences if, in fact, these things don't happen. Yeah. So it's not going to go on forever. And you know what you were saying about hiring a housekeeper? I would I would say to this person, you know, I I have to now hire a housekeeper, uh which is fine, but I expect you to share that burden. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They should have to pay for it because you wouldn't normally right or pay for half of it, you know, right. because otherwise right. you you wouldn't be having to hire a housekeeper or someone to come and and clean. And so that's what's so hard is I think as parents, it's the consequences where I've seen um, quite a few of my friends, which what you said, like, let's say you're going through a messy divorce. We want to give our kids so much that instead of having consequences, um, we go, that's okay. We'll cover that. That's okay. I've got that. That's okay. I'm going to clean up after you. And th- it beca- there's this entitlement rather than making them responsible adults to go, my parents aren't going to meet all these needs. And I'm sure you, you've seen it as well. We're, we're now, we're raising the grandparents. I mean, we're raising the grandkids Yeah. yeah. because we've just, given them so much that now oh okay I can't figure life out so go ahead and raise my kids too and have you seen that pattern yes of course and um you know the the question we always have to ask in every relationship but particularly in this relationship which is what is the most loving thing to do mm. And sometimes we feel like the most loving thing for me to do would be to cover everything. And certainly if someone's gone through a heartbreaking, messy divorce or illness or something, you know, we want to be as patient as we possibly can be. But eventually the most loving thing to do is not to let people continue on ignoring what they should do. That's not a loving thing. The loving thing is to say, um, okay, you've had three months, you've had however long, six weeks to try to get through this. And I know it's been really hard, but these are the steps that I want you to start taking right now. Because again, see what my, what God's command on my life is, is really twofold. Number one, love God with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And number two, love my neighbor as myself. And so my command to that child who's struggling, adult child who is struggling, is that I need to love that child 
And I need to love that child in the way that's best for that child. And honestly, sometimes I think as moms, it's really easy for us to love our children in ways that are toxic and, and really bad for them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just give, I would feel so badly about what my child might be going through that I give them way too much space, way too much room, uh, give them way too much grace, if you will, because that's not actually grace. What that is, is me feeling good about myself. And honestly, the truth is that what you do at that point is you fluctuate back and forth between feeling good about yourself because you're so gracious and then being angry because they keep taking advantage. Mm -hmm. So instead saying, I want to love them in the way that they need to be loved. And right now, the way they need to be loved is for me to speak the truth to them, which may be, sweetie, you've had six weeks to try to pull it together. And I know that it's really hard and I'm not asking you to move out or anything, but I am asking you now to do the following things. Make sure that your mess is cleaned up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get a job. Stop wasting, stop wasting time. See, it's not a loving thing, Patty, for me to look at another adult whom I love dearly and say to them, it's okay for you to live any way you want. That's not love. Mm-hmm. Love says, no, I'm going to speak the truth. I will speak the truth to you in love. And the truth is that the Bible calls you to live a responsible life. Therefore, I'm going to help you do that as much as I can. And if you choose not to do that, then I'm not going to support your lifestyle. Yes, good stuff. I'm writing this. I like the stop wasting time because that's where I see where some of my, the relationships that I have with some of my friends, they're working when they should be going into the retirement age yep. and they're working to support their children who are like, Oh, I, I can't do that. I can't, <laughs> you know, what, for whatever right. reason. And I think that's, that's great advice. It is a toxic love and we mm-hmm. are offering too much grace, but you said um, we, we're kind of doing it for selfishly, which yes. is weird. But like you said, then you get angry because you're not getting the movement that you would like to see. There's not that you don't have the outcome, the deliverables, but yet you keep staying in that same space and cycling it around. Right. And so, you know, so much, I think, of what we do, particularly as parents of adult children, can be really toxic if you are doing what you're doing because you feel sorry for them or you feel sorry for yourself or you want to prove that, you know, maybe you're a parent that you feel really badly about the way you parented and you're trying to make it up, you know? So maybe I wasn't the kind of parent I should have been, but I'm going to be a really great parent right now. And what that means is that I'm going to give them way too much uh, leeway. 
So, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. Whenever you watch, oh, and this is such an awful thing, but whenever you watch perhaps a mother um, who is talking about her child who just, it's on the news, and she's saying, it's, he was really a good boy. He yeah. really was a good boy. See, she's not lying in her heart. She believes that he was a good boy. And perhaps, and I'm not saying that this is true across the board, but perhaps part of the problem was her inability, her unwillingness to recognize he's not really a good boy. And what he needs is for you to speak the truth to him. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't do that and part of it again I think Patty goes back to our own desire to be able to look at our parenting and say yeah I'm really I I maybe I wasn't the greatest parent but I was I was okay and I'm really trying to make it up now no you don't want to do that what you want to do is you want to say I want to be I want to be as kind and patient and consistent and gracious as I can be, but I will not lie to them and tell them that I think that the way they're living is okay. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Elise, I just want to say what an honor it is to have you on the show. And secondly, how can our listeners find you? You have 23 books out there that you've authored and co-authored. Uh, your wisdom comes out your pores. And lastly, what is a great tip for for the, those parents? You know, you never stop being a parent. You thought you were going to be in a season of empty nesting, which is the last episode that I had you on. And thank you for your tips with, with empty nesting. But now you think you're going to be an empty nester. And instead, they've come back in your home when you had this list that was part of our tips is, you know, go travel, go volunteer, go do these amazing things. You finally celebrate you're an empty nester. And then you realize you're not an empty nester. And now not only are you not an empty nester, but you're you're struggling. Maybe your your child is is dealing with drugs and now you're raising the, mm-hmm. the your grandchildren. And you know what? Life is messy. And this is not what you had in your your plans for this season of life so what is your your tip there and all in two minutes i gave you a lot of homework there so just basically before you before and that's the word i want you to underline before they actually move in you set the ground rules mm-hmm. you're welcome here we love you but these are the ground rules because whereas before as our child you had you had carte blanche in a sense you know before you were an adult we were going to take care of you but now you're an adult we're going to treat you as an adult and we expect you to act as an adult yeah imagine that we're going to treat you as an adult but we would really like for you to act like an adult (laughs) well thank you elise and and where can people find you Yes, they can get me at my website, which is Elise, E-L-Y-S-E, Fitzpatrick, F-I-T-Z-P-A-T-R-I-C-K.com. And all my stuff is, you know, everywhere you can get books on the internet. 
on Amazon and everywhere else. Well, thank you. And thank you for listening to Girlfriend It. We will talk to you next week. Listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.